I think everyone's still seated, but you may sit if you did stand. Thank you, Amanda. She sat. Excellent. All right. This morning's scripture, we are still in Luke. Uh, we're in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village, where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying, but Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. As I read this passage over and over again this week, there was a song that kept coming to mind. I may be going out on a limb here, but I assume that most of you are familiar with the birds tune called Turn, Turn, Turn. You guys know the birds, right? Now, as we know, or if you didn't know, then at least you can say you learned something in today's sermon. This song is based on scripture from Ecclesiastes. But as I was reading about Mary and Martha and where this passage fits in the gospel according to Luke, I couldn't help but think, there is a time. This is the last passage in chapter 10 of Luke. Remember that Jesus has set his face toward Jerusalem and that all and all that awaited him there. He had sent out the 70 ahead of him so that they could make way for him. He has given them instructions on what to do, how to handle certain situations. He has instructed them how to be hospitable. He has reminded them who their neighbors are. And then he arrives at Mary and Martha's home. This part of the chapter is paradoxical because most of the teaching for the last several verses has been about going out, evangelizing, busying oneself with the business of the kingdom of God, bringing the word to the people. As Jesus entered the house and sat down and began to be in conversation and to teach, Martha was up and about. She was seeing to dinner. She was making sure the table was set. She was making sure there was enough space in the house for everyone to sleep after the meal. She was making sure there was enough for everyone, running around, busy, being hospitable. And her sister wasn't. Her sister Mary, as Jesus began to speak, sat down at his feet and listened. Now, as we see in the passage, Martha was a little annoyed, and who wouldn't be? How often have you hosted something at home, and by the time you've planned everything, got everything sorted, purchased, cooked, you're exhausted? And although you know perfectly well you don't actually want anyone's help, you're still annoyed that they haven't asked if there's anything they can do for you. 
I have an aunt that hosted Thanksgiving every year, and she would bust her tail to get everything looking perfect and done, all finished at the same time, and it was always wonderful. And then she would sneak off, or sometimes storm off, to the back porch while the rest of us ate, smoking her cigarettes and drinking her room-temperature Pepsi. I don't recommend that. That was Martha. She was doing everything, and her sister, Mary, who also lived in the house and who should also be working to make sure everyone was comfortable, was just sitting there. And this is where the paradox comes in. When Martha asked Jesus to make Mary get up and help her, Jesus didn't. He was not unkind to Martha. He did not chastise her for being angry, but he also told her he would not chastise Mary for sitting at his feet and to listening to the conversation. In the midst of the verses about hospitality, Jesus didn't bat an eye that the host was not, in that moment, concerned about anyone else except her relationship with Jesus Christ. It's important to know and to remember that Martha was not wrong in the work that she was doing. In her hard work, she was not being irrational or wrong-headed. The only real problem in her words is that she was putting up a block in Mary's hearing of the word of God. In this passage, both Mary and Martha are doing the work of good disciples, but Martha just ever so slightly moved into the territory that was not actually hers to deal with. Jesus was not going to tell Mary to stop sitting at the feet to hear the words of God. In that moment, in that time, it was the right thing for Mary to be doing. Jesus was not pitting Mary against Martha, but rather inviting Martha to sit and experience Jesus in the way that Mary was. Both women were doing the right thing, but as Ecclesiastes, the birds, and Jesus remind us, to everything there is a season. Now was the time to sit and listen. There are times in our lives when we just do not slow down long enough to really listen to what God is saying to us. We are constantly getting in our own way of spiritual growth and understanding. Just like Martha, we get involved, we take charge, we make, try to make sure that everyone and everything is in its place so that we can be hospitable. The problem with being too busy and taking too much responsibility for yourself is that you might just miss something important. You may look around at those, at those around you and wonder why they aren't working as hard as you are. Perhaps you sense some envy, thinking that they don't have to work as hard as you are. But maybe, just maybe, they are taking time to listen and to hear what God is telling them. Maybe they are in their time of sitting at the feet of Jesus. 
In a world that seems to insist that we stay busy, we have to remember to take time out. We have to remember to sit at the feet of Jesus Christ and really study his word. The Gospels of Jesus Christ teach us what it means to be a Christian and what it takes to call ourselves just that. Even Jesus, the Son of God, needed to take time to rest, to open his heart and his mind to really hear what was being said. Even Jesus needed to slow things down to really understand the work that was ahead of him. When we are too hurried and too busy, we miss it. When we think we know better than God, we miss it. God does not desire us to be so wrapped up in the work that we miss the message entirely. Jesus is telling Martha, you are tired, you are anxious, you need to breathe. You need to settle down. Everything is going to be okay. The world is not going to stop because you take the night off to enjoy friends and family and the word of God. We absolutely need to listen to Jesus Christ when he tells us that everything is going to be okay. A lot of people interpret this scripture as a who's right and who's wrong. It has to be black and white. And that's just not what this passage is about. There is no black and white. There is no right and wrong. Women especially are often asked whether they are a Mary or a Martha. First of all, it is ridiculous to suggest that only women can be hospitable and take care of the household just as it is ridiculous to suggest that men might not suffer with a great deal of anxiety. This passage would not be any different if the names were James and John. Both players in this passage are correct. Both are doing what has been asked of them by Jesus. Our job is to make sure that we know when we should be doing one and when we should be doing the other. If you're working your tail off and it's not affording the desired result, or perhaps any result at all, it might be time to sit at the feet of Jesus and hear what he is saying to you. This passage is a great one to use when we contemplate things like self-care, something that many of us are terrible at, and don't try to tell me different, I see it on a lot of your faces. It takes one to know one. Jesus gave Martha the permission to sit and relax and take in the word and the conversation. If Jesus' instructions were good enough for Martha, then they are certainly good enough for all of us. This passage is an invitation from Jesus to set aside our troubles, if only for a short time, to sit with him. We can allow ourselves to build relationships with those around us instead of hiding behind the protective layer of busyness. This passage is an invitation to build a congregation of discipleship. 
The Martha side of a congregation so often might try to create something for everyone. Well, we have this for this group, and this for that group, and we offer this, and we offer that. And you know what? If it's working, then that's great. It is wonderful for, pe for people to have a spot where they feel they belong, but if those groups distract from the relationship of Christ and the relationship with others, there is little point. But the Mary side of a congregation is one of discipleship, one that sits at the feet of Jesus Christ and learns what he has for each and ev <clears throat> excuse me, every one of us. There is room at the feet of Jesus Christ for everyone who has ever and will ever live. To everything there is a season. There is a time for joy and a time for sadness. There is a time for planting and a time for harvest. There is a time to rejoice and a time to refrain from rejoicing. There is a time to hurry about and to make sure that every detail is taken care of to go out and evangelize. But there is a time to come home to Jesus to sit at his feet and hear what he has in store for your life. <clears throat> there is a season, and if you're not sure which season you're in, then I would suggest sitting at the feet of our Savior and truly and faithfully listening. Amen. <clears throat>